Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life of Closet family. It is September 11th. And for many of us, we will probably remember this day for as long as we live, if we were alive, on September 11th, 2001. And you notice I didn't open the show with the normal super upbeat, let's go do this, but I do want to invite you to consider breaking out of your closet today, whatever that closet may be. Because as we remember those who perished on September 11th, I'm gonna invite you to step into a space and ask yourself, what has changed for you since September 11th, 2001? It's really hard to believe it's been 18 years, but I can still remember where I was on that day. I was sitting in my little apartment in Wagon Wheel Canyon, California, which you probably won't find if you look it up, but you never know. The internet's a pretty amazing thing, but it's pretty close to Mission Viejo and Rancho Santa Margarita. And I happened to be home that day. Uh, I'm not really sure why I happened to be home because I was working at my job uh doing some consulting so now that i'm thinking about it i probably had just been laid off not long before that i was definitely in the midst of my coming out journey and um i remember turning the tv on or having the tv on when all this was unfolding and i do remember even calling my ex-wife and telling her kind of what was happening and what has changed for me the most is that I found a new life. In fact, a month after that all happened, my partner and I went to New York. I was already scheduled to go because I was attending a trade show there. And he had never been to New York, and it was a very somber occasion for us to be there. And we could still, and those of you who may have listened to this podcast know from past years when I talk about 9 that we went to ground zero, we could still smell the smoke. It was a pretty sovereign event. But what has changed most for me in my life is that I found myself since 9-11. And I'm living my truth since 9-11. And much of what I have brought out of the closet happened just before and just after 9-11. And oftentimes we don't sit back and think about what's happened since something big in the world has happened. We get used to it and we keep going. And before we know it, it's that once a year moment when we remember something like 9-11. And that's why I want to invite you to think about what has changed for you. Go back to that day if you remember it and think from then to now. I've moved a couple of times. My girls have grown up before my eyes since then. I've seen them both graduate from high school. One of them has graduated from college. The other one is pursuing college. I've seen my husband even graduate from college. 
And there's so many other things. I've watched my business grow and I watched it fail. I've watched myself grow into a different business person and take different directions. And sometimes it's just a nice little journey to take when these moments come up and not only remember the ones who lost their lives, but to remember we've all shifted and changed in our lives over the years after a tragedy like this has happened. And whether it be John F. Kennedy or Martin Luther King being assassinated or horrendous wildfires or floods or hurricanes or tornadoes or 9-11, many things change. And the thing that I most want you to think about is what have you brought out of the closet since 9-11? Maybe you brought out a different perspective on what sadness or security means. Or maybe you've taken some calls to action to become more involved or to become more political or to become more understanding and loving and caring and realizing that every day is precious. Because for most of us, when we take and put ourselves in the situation, we're so thankful to be alive. I know I am. But what we tend to do is we don't tend to go in and say, well, look at, because of this situation, here's what I've brought out of the closet. As you think through this today, and as I'm challenging you to ask yourself what has changed and what have you brought out of the closet, I want you to turn inward to yourself and ask yourself, what are some of the terrorists? the terrorists that you're allowing into your life. Because it isn't just a, a, a bit like this that terrorizes us. And I'm not trying to take this significance of this tragedy away, but every day, every day, we allow terrorists into our lives. We allow the terrorists of doubts and fears and others' opinions and blame and guilt and shame and we allow living in the past and being afraid to step into our future. All of these are little pieces of terrorism that we put upon ourselves and yet we don't pay attention to it. We get so caught up in the possibilities of what something else is going to do, but we're doing this stuff to ourselves as much as the possibility that something else could do it to us. And as much as I do feel for everyone who lost their lives, and I actually lost a friend in one of the towers. One of the things that I know I've changed and I've grown from and that I brought out of the closet is to recognize that my own personal terrorists are the things that needed to be brought out of the closet so that I could thrive. And in order to do that, I had to begin to step out of my own confusion, not only about my sexuality, but about some traits that I had inherited from being somewhat of a narcissist like my father to learning to love, to be more patient, to not jump to conclusions. And I'm still not perfect at it. I'm not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. But I had to start to step through those doorways of confusion. Because when you're in confusion and you find yourself letting that confusion drive you to put the blame and the fears and the doubts and all of that stuff in front of you, you can't get to the right answers. And the only way to get to those right answers, at least what I found, 
is for me to get really, really serious with myself and get curious and start asking questions. Not just yes or no questions. The kind of questions that say, how would you do something differently? Or what does that truly mean to you, Rick? Why is that important to you? If doubts are killing you, Rick, and they're filling your life with a lot of anxiety, what could you do differently? Because here's what I've learned. The more I get really curious and ask the right questions, the deeper I can go in answers which eliminate the confusion. And the more answers I get against these little terrorists of my own, they help me fight those little terrors of doubt and fear and blame and, and not wanting to go to the future because of uncertainty. The more I can fight those terrorists, the more courage I build. And the more courage I build, everything from, okay, I'm going to become a cyclist to I'm going to lose weight to I'm going to come out of the closet and say this is truly who I am, the more confidence I have. And with confidence, I know I can do many, many, many things. Everything from being horribly in debt and getting out of it to walking through the fires of I'm going to come out of the closet and people are going to hate me, hearts are going to be broken, I'm going to risk losing my own children, but I have the confidence to know that if I do this, I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a happier person. I'm going to be a better father to my children. And I'm actually going to be a better husband to my now ex-wife because I free her to go live a life with someone that she needs to be with rather than me, a guy that she doesn't need to be with. And here's the interesting thing about confidence. The more confident you get, the easier it is to commit to doing something. The more confident I am about being a podcaster, the more I show up. And the more I'm willing to sit here and go, today I'm going solo because I feel like I have something I can share with each and every one of you on a day where we are just paying tribute to beautiful lives and families who are impacted by some people's thoughts of what they thought they had to do to make the world better place in their mind. But ironically, they were committed. And in their own way, they had stepped through their own version of confusion and they had begun to take and got to get the answers to the questions. Even though those answers cost people their lives, those terrorists stepped from confusion to answers to courage to confidence and commitment to consistently show up to do what they believed was right. And I am by no way condoning what they did. I'm using it as a parallel that when you step out of your confusion and you become more curious, you can build the courage and the confidence to go do the things you need to do and be committed to them in the right way for the right reasons and you can consistently show up in your life outside of that closet, whatever that closet might be. If it's a closet of being in a relationship that's no longer working, it could be a closet where you're not sexually compatible with your partner, and it's not just about sex. But once you realize it's about sexually compatibility, then you start to say, well, we're not really even financially on the same page. And we're better off as roommates and friends, but we're not good together as a couple. Or maybe what you're confused about is sitting in that corner office going, I've got it all, but I'm fucking miserable. 
I can look out these corner windows and go, wow, so many people would love to be sitting here, but I'm confused because I'm in pain. I'm in anger. I'm letting the terrorists of my life in to destroy me when all I have to do is start asking the right questions and getting more curious about what would it look like if I wasn't sitting here staring out of the corner office windows and instead I was doing the thing I most want to be doing. Because you see, those kind of questions are the things that change you forever. No differently than what happened on 9-11. Changed the face of the planet. Not only the country of the United States of America and all of us Americans, but it changed the face of the planet. In fact, each and every time a terrorist get away with more, it changes the face of the planet. But I'm going to invite you to also think of your own little terrorists. Every time you allow them, the doubts, the fears, the opinions of others, those crazy little feelings of blame and guilt and shame, the fear of going forward into the future or letting that past hold you back. When you allow those things into your life, what is the damage that you're doing? that prevents you from stepping up to the plate, building the courage that you need, having the confidence to move forward, to commit to doing the thing that you most want to do so you can consistently show up in life the way you most desire to. Because you see, if we can't gain anything else from everything we already know about the tragedy of 9-11, I'm going to invite you to realize that the more you allow the terrorists in your life, the more you too will crumble like one of the Twin Towers. I hope you all take this message in today and commit to doing something for yourself that uncloses you. That uncloses you from the terrorists of your life and invites you to take a stand, to make a move, to quit making excuses, face your fears, and to go live an unapologetic life. Because you never know when you'll be called to take a step away from this life when you least expect it. Thank you all for being my listeners. And if you're struggling to live a life that you want, I'm just going to invite you to go to my website and click on the Unapologetic Life Assessment. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to do a pitch here because this is a beautiful day. As tragic as it is, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to remember how we could make the world a better place. If we all step away from our own personal terrorists and work together in unity to be better humans in the human race. Thanks for listening. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this 
and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Unplugged. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living your life uncloseted. <laughs>